Hi everyone, I'm Lindsay Simpson. Welcome to the 55 Redefined podcast. Join us as we chat to experts and bring you tailored advice and insights to help you live your most fulfilled lives. We also showcase the stories of entrepreneurs, leaders, creatives, philanthropists, scientists, lobbyists, and everyday people who all, after the age of 55, are living their most dynamic lives and making their biggest impact. Hi, everybody. I am delighted to be joined today by Caroline Hutchins and Paul Clifford from Azets. Um, Caroline, if I could come to you first to just introduce yourself. Hello. Yes. Hi, I'm Caroline. Um, I'm the Chief People Officer at Azets. Um, and I'm uh, at the moment talking to you from just outside Taunton. Thanks, Caroline. And Paul? Hi, I'm Paul. I'm the regional CEO for the Central Region, um, which covers the Midlands and the Welsh borders, um, and look after 13 offices with around 300 staff. Fantastic. Well, I'm, I'm really pleased to have you both join us today. Um, Azets have been a fabulous supporter of 55 Redefined, and we're actually one of the first companies to come on board with us earlier on this year to attract over 55s into the business. Um, Caroline, it'd be great to understand why is this pool of talent important to you and Azets? Yeah, I mean, it's vital for the development of our people and also for the growth of our business. Um, whilst meeting the needs of our clients, we also want to continue to support the flexibility, the development, and also importantly, the well-being of our people. Hiring from this community means that we can continue to deliver a really high level of service and also greater flexibility to our clients when they need it. And at peak times in our industry, such as December and January, just giving greater support to our people. Uh, and we also have a really large community of graduates, students and apprentices in the UK, over a third of our organisation are from these communities. So hiring people who have not only the professional skills, but also importantly, those life skills which they can share is just so important when we're supporting these colleagues through their career path with us. That's fantastic. Thank you, Caroline. And, and, and Paul, as someone who's in the front lines, so what we often see is that businesses have a corporate stance um, around, you know, let's say age inclusivity or particular diversity. Um, and then sometimes that isn't then felt so acutely on the front line with the people running the business. You know, you're, as you say, leading, you know, a number of offices and over 300 colleagues. So multi-generational teams are kind of the future of work these days as we all live longer and healthier lives. When you look at your own region, what do your employees over 55 bring to the business and why are you um, keen to encourage more people of this generation to be joining you at this stage in their career? I don't think it can be underestimated experience. If I'm being honest, the experience that people uh, over 55 bring to, to an office, um, and it's not just the, the technical skills of experience, it can be the soft skills, the life skills, which are so difficult to impart onto people. Um, you can only learn that from other people's experiences and that kind of mentoring. And that's what we see a lot in the region. Um, our older generation, the over 55s, certainly it's that mentoring that they really bring to people um we we find as well because of the type of clients we look after because uh, we're really dominated in the sme market certainly in the central region um clients are looking for that mentoring and experience as well they're, they're not as informed um they tend to be family-run businesses, entrepreneurs that haven't had those kind of life experiences. Um, and I just really don't think that can be underestimated, um, to be honest. So for me, it's a simple answer experience. 
Yeah. And it's really refreshing, actually. But, you know, I was shocked as someone who's running a business that's campaigning in this space. A number of professional services firms still force retire their senior leaders at 60, which I just find quite astonishing these days, given, you know, we know that majority of people want to continue to work beyond 65 and into their mid 70s and beyond. So it's great to have, you know, this refreshing alternative with assets. Um, Caroline, one of the things that I found most innovative, though, about assets is you're not just sharing all of your normal positions with this demographic and opening it out uh, to encourage over 55s, but you're also creating returnship programs for people that are retired professionals, so retired accountants or retired tax advisors, to come back and work for you for short periods of time. You know, and the example obviously we've talked about and, and shared with our members is tax year end, obviously a critical point of the, the calendar for you guys, where you've got a critical mass of work to get out the door. And then this big slug of holiday as everybody in the core team suddenly takes their annual leave. Um, what I'm keen to understand is I can see how, in theory, this is a brilliant programme. You know, if I'm a retired professional, I get to keep my toe in the water of the industry I've invested my life and my career in. I get to top up my savings and earn three months of the year, but still keep, say, nine months of the year retired and and, and doing my interests. But how does that work for you practically? So how will you ensure that they can be productive if they're just coming in for three months and remain relevant with industry? And and do they have to become self-employed or would you take them on an employed basis? So just demystifying a little bit for those people that are listening to this that perhaps thinking of coming back on a part-time or part-year basis, how would that work with you? Yeah, that's a really good question. I mean, at Azets, we're really clear. Our relationship is not just for three months. Even if people do come and join us for three months, uh, we want everyone to come in and have a job that they are really going to love. And that's why we're committed to developing that relationship for the long term, even if people just come in for two months, three months on an annual basis. Um, so really making sure that anyone who joins us is given a great opportunity to learn and develop their career with us, whether or not they are self-employed or whether or not they are employed. Um whether or not they come in for three months and whether or not they're 55 or 65, that really doesn't matter. So for those that are returning to work and joining us through 55 Redefined, they'll be part of our talent community and that's really important. Where through the development and all of the career pathing and the mentoring that Paul's mentioned, um, we want to make sure that we give them the right support. And, and that also means supporting them through their professional development and encouraging their ongoing membership, for example, where some of that may have lapsed so we want to support them to get back to, to full membership where possible and also we'll support them in terms of being able to, to get to that point. We want to support the development as well by having early conversations with them before they even arrive. Again, even if they're just coming in for three months to really understand what we can do to help support them when they do come back in and help them tool up as quickly as possible. And if there are adjustments to be made, whether or not it's technical, whether or not it's some of the soft skills, whether or not it's some of the, the, the professional sides of things that they need to um, have a better understanding of, we'll very much support them in that as well. It's it's in our interest and in the interest of our clients to make sure that we bring them up to speed as, as, as fast as we can. But if they do come and work with us, and especially those who come and join us as associates or partners, they'll have regular check-ins with their colleagues, they'll have conversations to look at what we can do to encourage their development, um, and also the, their growth as well within our organisation. They may only think that they're coming in for maybe half a year or um, maybe a full year or even on a more permanent basis, that they're just coming in to do a role. They're not. They're very much about adding value to us and us adding value to them. And as Paul mentioned, the mentoring programme is really important. We will have mentors to support them when they need it. 
but importantly, they are fantastic mentors for our younger folks coming through on their career path. So it really is about getting a really good balance um, on both. And whether or not, as I said, they're coming in part-time or full-time, we want to ensure that we give them the really best opportunity and start that we can give them. That's brilliant, Carolyn. I think I think this is a message that's going to really resonate with our audience. Um, as I say, um, it becomes and certainly it has been almost competitive around an early retirement age in the professional services and the corporate landscape. And it's like a badge of honor that I've managed to escape at 57 and or 58. And, and then we talk to these people two, three years after that event and they're like, what was I thinking? <laughs> I've got 40 more years of this and I want to get back, but I don't feel like I can. And I was made to feel like I needed to make way for the next generation in the organization I was in. And I think there's a lot of people out there that that do miss, you know, having, um, you know, that interaction and that exercising of their brain in the profession that they've invested in. Um, what I do believe um, is going to be, you know, the challenge that you, you've obviously outlined there, Caroline, is, is then supporting them to keep up to date and keep relevant when they're not necessarily coming in full time again. So um, so I think this is a great thing. And I, I personally, I think this is the future of work. You know, I, I don't think that we can add 20 years to life expectancy and then not expect organisations and individuals to realise that there needs to be this blended period over your 60s and 70s of retirement in, in a staggered phase rather than your full time one day and then the next day you're nothing um, from a work perspective. So that's really helpful. So support, does age come into play when you're actually then matching client relationships with who in your account teams manage your particular clients? It, it does, yes. And um, But I'm going to actually go back to your earlier point, Lindsay, actually, because I just wanted to, to talk a little bit about that because the social part is really important. And again, it's something I hope as it's we, we're confident we can offer to people because when we, we have had people over 55 and into the 60s, um, I, I can remember a particular gentleman that worked in one of my offices and um, he was retiring for five years and he kept saying every year I'm going to retire this year. And actually what he enjoyed was coming into work. He enjoyed the office atmosphere. He enjoyed and he still had, he had a lot to offer us. So we made it work for him. And I, I think that social part can't be underestimated because especially in professional services, we're very committed to what we do for a long period of our lives. And we're very um, work focused. Um, it's just what we do in professional services. Um, so suddenly to say, oh, well, now I'm too old and I have to stop. It, that isn't reality for people. And it really puts a lot of pressure on people when they feel that that's what they have to do. Um, so I know that didn't answer your question, but I just yeah. thought I just had to point out because it just really no, resonates with me how important that's so. I think it's right. It's a daily frustration that we hear coming back from people around, you know, what they think is expected of them and then the reality when they do kind of step away and, and, and the things that they miss. It definitely. Now, I'll answer your question now. <laughs> so, um, yes, we do. We do. Um, obviously, as I mentioned earlier, we, we really look after entrepreneurs, SME um, types of businesses. One of the really key things when we're servicing that market is personality. Um, they really do buy off people. I know that's a, a cliche, but it, it is very true in, in this market. And there has to be levels of trust. And sometimes we have to match that with experience, people being on the same level, um, the same understandings, the same backgrounds and experiences. Um, so certainly having a over 55 generation that can match with the clients, it, it's an asset to us, to be honest. It, it really is. And it, it really means we can offer the top service that we can to our clients. And also, again, coming back to that social point, it also 
it's an interest for the for the staff they like working with people um so again if you've got things in common and um shared experiences it, it's a it's a lot nicer place to turn up each day for work that's brilliant thank you paul and and, and i suppose diving diving into that a little bit deeper around how do you make it work on a practical basis what we do know from our research is that as people get later into their careers and later into life flexibility both around hours and location becomes one of the primary drivers that means whether they continue to work or whether they withdraw from the workforce and retire so is it realistic that you can have middle and senior level positions that say work three days a week I mean is that feasible for you as an employer and and for your clients to have that level of flexibility I think if we'd have been sat here possibly 10 years ago I'd have said no if I was being honest um but I think over the last 10 years certainly as technology's evolved I think as this as a business has evolved as well to be honest and we've we've built infrastructures around the business that allow that flexibility now um at all levels, um, to be honest, it allows that flexibility in communication. So I think the answer really is we've built the structures to allow clear communication for the clients, clear communication for the teams um, to give us that flexibility. So, so, Paul, is it the case now then within the business that you do have people that are working, say, four days a week or condensed hours? Or is this something that you're moving towards? No, it's already true in the business and it's increasing, um, to be honest. Um, I think the pandemic has accelerated some of that and, and I'm not talking in the over 55. I think a lot of people are looking at their work-life balance um, and to be the employer of choice that we want to be, we have to be flexible with our staff. Um, so that is certainly something we've, we've done more and more over the last year. Um, to be honest, though, even with our over 55, certainly in my region, um, as I mentioned earlier, one of the gentlemen that we've had, that the, we've, we've tailored this for a number of years, to be honest, um, around people coming in three days, two days, um, reducing people over time, um, allowing the flexibility, what suits their work-life balance. And um, I think that's the, the key point that comes back. It's the work-life balance. We want people to be happy when they're coming into work, whatever age they are, um, and we have to get that balance right. That's fantastic. Thank you, Paul. And then, Karen, I suppose final question for me is you you mentioned earlier that, of course, Azets is well known for bringing in a large number of early career graduates into the business. Um, We're then obviously here discussing the opposite end of the spectrum and bringing back returners from retirement or or people, you know, midlife in their uh, mid 50s. How does this impact culture, training and mentoring programs when you have such differing levels of experience and needs joining the business, sometimes in the same cohort? Yeah, I mean, that's a really great question. Um, uh, one, of our, one of our core values is collaboration. And I think it says, it's, that just says it all. Everything that we develop within assets has been designed with inclusion in mind. Um, and we actively encourage, it doesn't matter what, at what end of the spectrum people are in terms of age, to really um, pitch in and, and look to develop careers and to develop themselves to become the best that they can be. Um, and we, we've worked very heavily on the, the training and the development and the mentoring of those different cohorts to really understand what we can do to support them as individuals and also as as blended cohorts, if I can call it that. We support them very much through the, the qualifications, as I mentioned before, regardless of age. Um, and we also uh, look to support them as well through the, the diversity of, of training programmes and development programmes that we have. But the lovely thing about what we have is that we've got that blend of experience and, and, and life skills 
that is missing so often from that important development of those people starting at the early part of their career. And this is where people that are over 55 bring a fantastically rich tapestry of experiences um, and around those conversations that, you know, that those people that are starting off in their careers, you know, so so importantly need to have. So it's it's blended, really. We, we blend on the, the professional skills, the social skills, the companionship, which actually, uh, as Paul mentioned, you know, people come to work for companionship quite often. Whether or not you're at 65 or whether or not you're at 21, what we have seen is that that companionship is in, as important for our younger generation as it is for our older ones, and they love it. So that, that blend to draw on the strengths and the skills and the learnings that our diversity of colleagues brings, it's just so, it, it's, it's an incredibly important part of who we are and what yeah. defines us. Well, thank you. I, I really want to thank you both. And for, and for our members that are listening to this podcast today, um, I, I want to, I suppose, set a few uh, points out really about assets. So and there are a number of companies that are beginning to embrace an over 55 workforce, but have only really been doing so towards the end of 2021 because of a recruitment shortage. But it's fair to say that we've been having this conversation with Azets for many months, well before there was, even, you know, mid-pandemic, well before there was any kind of recruitment crisis. And, and hopefully what you've heard from Caroline and Paul today, and he's backed up in case studies that we have where we're interviewing members of the Azets team that are over 55 that have just joined or have been there for years to understand the culture that this is a genuine desire to actually embrace this generation for good um, and and not have an exit date that forces retirement at a certain point in time. So so thank you both for joining me. It's been super getting your experience and sharing with our listeners, um, you know, the insight that you've brought to the business. Um, I've been really enjoying, you know, hearing the stories from people within the company. And we look forward to seeing you then move to greater success and leading the way, quite frankly, within the professional services sector. So thank you and uh, all the best. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the 55 Redefined podcast. Visit www.55redefined.com to discover inspiring stories, tailored advice and motivating ideas. Join us on this journey to change the way the world views life after 55.